like a goddamn gamma bomb in your face. An omega beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, dial those boom tubes to apocalypse. It's time for a crisis to end all podcasts. <laughs> Welcome to Chris's Uninfinite Podcast, episode 45. My name is George Schmitz, and I can guarantee you that I can name all the Infinity Gems faster than you can. And with me, as always, is Iki Play Editor-in-Chief Kevin Knight. No witty one for me? Oh, thanks. No, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mind time power, soul reality space. <laughs> I always forget uh, soul. Yeah, the soul. the soul's the outlier. The soul gem is like... What, what, what is, what's the power of the soul gem anyways? Uh, you know, what are the powers of all of them? They're, it's kind of like a nebulous power well, set because I swear they all do like crazy shit that and it kind of interlaps, you know? <laughs> I mean, okay, obviously time gives you the... The, the time displacement. But if, yeah. you have the re, if you have the reality gem, can't you just set a new reality in that time? <laughs> well, I think with reality, you can change reality, but you can't time travel with it right uh, you know who really knows just give me all six of them that's all i care about did you see the the coffee mug that they oh just came out did with? i did i see well, the let me ask mug. you this did you buy the coffee mug yeah i got that shit on pre-order nice. okay <laughs> very nice um so before we get into anything i do have to let everybody know that we are going to be a big part. Well, myself, George will not be with us. You. But uh, uh, February 28th and March 1st, uh, Ikki Play has been asked to sponsor uh, the one-on-one -on -one interviews at the Long Beach Comic Expo happening at the Long Beach Com the Convention Center. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Chris Claremont, uh, the Dotsons, um, God, who else? Ethan Van Skyver, Stan Sakai, uh, Jerry Conway and a bunch of other people. It's going to be like the Eat Geek Play podcast interviews, but just in front of an audience. And I'm interviewing fucking Chris Claremont, dude. Yeah, that's big. It's like that's your get, great white buffalo. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't get nervous about interviewing anybody, but it's like this guy directly impacted my life. That's the guy. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like when when I interviewed Len Wein, I was really you know. It, it, it was really weird because one of the first comic books I read was Giant Size X-Men number one. Right. So it's like, dude, thank you. And he's like, oh, no, not another one. <laughs> so it's going to be weird, but come on out. Um, we'll, we'll have a booth. We'll be giving away stuff. Uh, we, we got buttons and stickers to give away. So uh, just real quick, go over to LongBeachComicCon.com, LongBeachComicExpo.com. Get your tickets. Uh, I believe it's $40 for two days. Um, I should know this, but I blew it. So go over that. George, we got so much stuff to fucking talk about this week. Just when you think we're going to have a slow week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, out the gates. I think there's one thing at the top of everybody's list. Oh, I, yeah. How many times have you watched this fucking thing? Uh, I've watched it 10. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm at like like around there as well. Uh, Netflix dropped... First, a teaser 
uh, like like a six second you know Vine style teaser of of Daredevil, and it was just a clip of him walking down what was it looked like some kind of hallway. Yeah, and and there was a little bit of dialogue, and that was it. And then the next day, they followed up with the bomb of all bombs. Fucking th- a! They dropped the trailer of all trailers. Man, fucking a! This trailer is it. it uh, it's it's widely beyond any expectation that I could ever have for the show. You know, you know me. Daredevil is like close. That's your guy. Yeah, it's close to the chest, man. Like like there's. Speedball and Daredevil. That's what you're doing for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I was like, you know, to me, you, you can't do Daredevil right. It's just too hard, you know, because there's so different, so many different ways you can take it. You know, like, is it the Mark Wade style where it's going to be a little on, on, you know, the goofier side sometimes, you know, but still very, very trenched in, in, that little bit of darkness that Matt still has in his life, or are they just going to go full on dark and bring in, you know, his combat with, with God basically. And, and his, his religious morals, they went that route. They oh, the there, there is route. no light. Yeah, there, there's nothing. <laughs> uh, it is, it is the bleakest of bleak. Uh, we are all blind in Matt Murdock's world because there is nothing but darkness. <laughs> yeah, Talk about, dark. um, I hope you have your, your TV calibrated for this. <laughs> Fuck, man, this trailer is so awesome. Uh, you know, and just just when I thought like, oh, yeah, well, it'll be dark. You know, I watched this trailer. And I'm like, holy shit, this is another level of dark. And I mean, it's like it seems like they're even just they're just touching the surface because, A, you don't see the costume, which nope. there's there's the rumors that, that you're not going to see the costume until the end of the first season. I think that might be the case. I hope not. <laughs> I really uh, don't. I, you know, he's he's for sure ending up in the red because Stephen DeKnight uh, confirmed it. But yeah. I, I think we're uh, it's going to be a minute. This is definitely an origins thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like, whoa, this is this is even more uh, compressed, you know, decompressed than uh, Man Without Fear was. Right. Um, but man, I mean, you only see like hints of Vincent D'Onofrio as, as Fisk, and he doesn't, oh. he doesn't, he's not as big, you know, like 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 you know, I I still think they got that was the one thing that they got right in the the Daredevil movie. Oh right, because Michael Clark Duncan is yeah, just yeah. I mean, he was perfect casting for that. Right. But even just just there's that scene where you see him with the bald head and, and uh, the suit. He's oh. he's gonna be so menacing. He's gonna be so fucking menacing. And that's the thing, like that. Like I was like, oh, it's just gonna be like nothing but like hardcore action or something like that. And no, it's just dark and like brooding the entire time. No, yeah. This this is so much more than. Uh, then, you know, just just your run of the mill kind of, uh, oh, it's a dark vigilante. You know, th- I think this is going to have a lot of like political tones in it, like uh, about, uh, you know, maybe the corruption of city officials. Uh, I, I It's going to be like a pulp kind of uh, I, I would imagine like mystery kind of cop drama ish. I, I don't know. I'm throwing out a lot of nebulous terms here, but I, it's it, 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 it's it's almost like they're doing kind of like um the shield almost, you know, like, like, like that, mm-hmm. that kind of gritty, dark, uh, you know, wire kind of thing where it's just It's going to be just dark as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but fuck this trailer was just, it, it was awesome. It yeah. was above and beyond my expectations. And I, I can't wait for the series. Where, where are you going to be on uh, April 10th? Uh, uh, Australia trying <laughs> to hog all the bandwidth. <laughs> 
we have a contest to see who watches it first? Uh, I hope I hope it's me, but <laughs> it's fourteen episodes, right? Uh, I think so. Thirteen or fourteen episodes. That's yeah. fourteen hours. You can watch it in one day. I oh for sure, and that's what I'm planning on doing. So hopefully it happens. But if you're in Australia, though, oh dude, I know Australian Netflix. Then you you've got to get an IP spoof. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some uh, <clears throat> some interesting means of acquiring it. Hopefully, oh, uh, good luck, my friend. <laughs> good. Yeah, so fucking kill me with a gun right now. Uh, speak, speaking of Daredevil, let's talk about uh, a former Daredevil scribe as we segue into the comic book news. Well, <laughs> it's official. <laughs> like, okay, was this was this was this a big shock to you at all? No, not at all. Okay, it came out today or yesterday that uh, Brian Michael Bendis is now exclusive with Marvel. Well, I mean, he was always he had already assigned an agreement. He just renewed his uh, exclusive agreement. Yeah. But I mean, has he ever done anything else? <laughs> like, well, I, you know, I mean, he's, I mean had, it's not like he's going to go to D.C. No, uh, he had his creator work at Image. And even now that's under uh, the icon imprint exactly. at Marvel. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he loves working at Marvel and he's you know, he's not shy about talking about it. You know, they've treated him very well. He's gotten an awesome career about it. He's totally a company man. But. He also uh, he really cares about it. He's just he's not doing this just to collect a paycheck. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But unfortunately, uh, with every good thing comes a bad thing. And uh, with the announcement of his uh, his the renewing of his exclusive agreement, we also got the news that he is leaving the X Men. This bums me out. Yeah. Actually, I'm 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 kind of super bummed. Um, you know. As much as I, 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 you know, I'm, I love Bendis and I, I think he's so great. Like the X-Men has been perfect with him on it. Yeah. Like, like it's just been so fantastic. And to see him leave just bums me out, man. Cause it's, all new X-Men, you're not reading all new X-Men, right? Uh, no, I'm not reading either of the X titles. Uh, I know how critically well received they are and I can't wait to actually sit down and take them all in. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's so good. And, and he just. He's got those voices down so well that I don't know anybody else that can take that over and do as good do it justice. I when, hear a lot of people throwing around that he is the best since Claremont. I, you know, I mean, it's it it's hard to say that because it's different. Um, but well, cause, cause no, best not better than best since. Yeah, well, I mean, because you have the Morrison run too. Oh yeah, but I mean the. The Morrison run is almost like in its own bubble, uh, like as far as like the X. I, I, it's almost like an Elseworlds story. It's great, but it's great because it's Morrison. It's not necessarily that he is like you know he redefined all the character traits of the group. No, but I mean it was him that you know really he, he defined this the new future version of of the university and how well, bringing yeah. it back into a school and then you know he dealt with the gene like getting rid of Gene once and for all. You know, I mean, there was so much that came out of that run. Oh, for sure. I'd put Joss Whedon's astonishing run way, way above, no, way above first no, X Men. I, I couldn't because there, there's. Joss was great, but when he when he made the Danger oh, Room, Danger, yeah. yeah, Danger. I just yeah. thought that was stupid. No, I thought great. that was stupid. I don't. I just don't, I just didn't think it was that great. Honestly, I was just like, oh, really? Come on, it, it could have done better. Than 
<laughs> no, he did. <laughs> Astonishing X Men's great. It's good. I, I, it's really I, I, good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I, <clears throat> I love that Astonishing uh, can take what Morrison did, but also pay tribute to the the ethos of the X Men, because uh, you know all new or uh, new X Men was so radically different than what had become before, and that's because that's what Morrison does. Yeah. Uh, but I I think Astonishing X Men uh, does a better job at capturing uh, the, the 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 real essence of the X Men. Um, but Bendis, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't cracked into his X books, but, you know, I hear great things about it. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see him go. I'm used to him staying on comics for like, you know, six years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, was, this was a short run for him. Uh, but and even he addressed that. But he said, uh, you know, it's 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 new for him to be leaving so early, but he's leaving on uh, such a high note creatively. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks it's going to be good. And now a lot of other uh, opportunities have opened up for him. Uh, and, you know, since he's exclusive with Marvel, there are going to be Marvel opportunities. I can only hope that he gets to write the Indiana Jones book he's always wanted to write. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty amazing. Um, maybe, maybe we'll get a Star Wars book out of him. Yeah, you know, maybe. Mm, oh, dude, Bendis doing a Star Wars book. I just want to re- revel in that for a second. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, um, so you know they they said that it it sold a million copies, right? Or it right. shipped a million copies. Well, Princess Leia, number one, the numbers came out. It is over two hundred thousand pre-orders. Ew. And so is Spider Gwen. So, Fuck. it's like, wait, comic books are selling again. What the hell? They're doing something, or you know, maybe they're just getting put in a bunch of subscription boxes. But you know, regardless of the case, books are getting in people's hands. So it's amazing. Like, yeah, like we haven't seen numbers like this in a really long time since the '90s. And uh, there was an interview with um. There's a great interview with Mark Wade um on fantastic about about running a comic book shop, and he's like, January was the best month I've ever had. I don't know why, but <laughs> it was the best month I've ever had. Yeah. And I think there's kind of an excitement again. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I I think it's been on the rise. I think it's been I, I don't think it's necessarily been like an overnight thing. I, it's been a steady uh, it's been a steady shift. But I mean, it's just what I'm saying is like like it's 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 on the rise. And it's like all of a sudden it's like people are going, oh, hey, maybe I should start reading comic books again. And it's becoming more socially um, aware, I think. Yeah. You know, you get some lapsed readers coming back in the shop. Uh, also, a lot of kids who are growing this age of you know where the superhero is the new action movie uh so you know they're more turned on to stuff like that also it you know fucking helps that the fan base surrounding comic fandom is becoming more accepting and progressive and tolerant and more open to turning people on to comics rather than shunning them away exactly <laughs> that's also a very integral part of the shift <laughs> um and there's there was no variant covers in in january too that was the thing that was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I've got to go into the shop and get, you know, this lenticular cover <laughs> wait, or shit. Wait, no variant covers. Did Star Wars number one come out in January? Did it? Well, okay. <laughs> that had fifty-seven variant. Well, covers. Okay. oh, I'm just saying. Like, come on, I don't think I don't think uh, Alter Ego or uh, Oh Yeah Now is, is what they're calling it uh, had had all fifty-seven different variants of, and, and that's why you know no. they did so well. But it was just like, you know, it's just cool. Like, I'm, it wasn't like they're, they're, you know, running the stores to get these 13 different or 37 different variant covers of 3D bullshit. You know? Yeah. It's like, 
don't know. It's cool though. Anyways. Yeah. Comics on the rise. Speaking of variant covers, how's that for a segue? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I texted you with a uh, a link that that Marvel had posted that just said what what TD. And uh, do you remember this? Oh yeah. Did you remember what my joke was? Your I remember the joke. <laughs> I said it's going to be what the duck, and it's going to be all Howard the Duck covers. Lo and behold. I was right. For once in my life, I was right. Lo and behold. Yeah. Uh, we get some Howard the Duck variant covers. Why not? Uh, amazing. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Are you excited about this new Chip Zdarsky sh- uh, comic? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I, the, the book's going to be incredible. It's going to be like, like the fact that Chip Zdarsky is writing this. Not, not, he's, not, he's not drawing it. He's actually writing a new Howard the Duck book. Yeah. Exciting. And, and jo- you know, Joe Quinones is, is drawing it. Fantastic artist. Oh, so fucking good. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be great. So they're, um, they're doing uh, how many covers? Uh, um, I think it's four, I believe. No, they've shown four, but I think it's one, two, three, like 15 covers total. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So it's all new, uh, all new Cap, all new X-Men, Ant-Man, Daredevil, Deadpool, Guardians, yeah. Hulk, Inhumans, Legendary Star-Lord, Ms. Marvel, S.H.I.E.L.D., Silk. Spider Gwen, Superior Iron Man, Thor, and Uncanny Avengers. Damn. So they've released four, and the funny thing is, it's not like with what they've been doing with like the Deadpool ones, where it's reimagining of the covers, or you know. Right. It's it's just totally different covers, like original, unique on their own covers. And there's like there's the one that's like the American Gothic, but with Howard the Duck instead. Right. Howard the Duck on the moon landing. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the scream, but with. Uh, with Howard, it's pretty cool. It's, I think it's great. I, I, I for one, am looking forward to the Howard the Duck series. It's going to be hilarious. That it is. Um, what else do we have? Uh, lots of uh, stuff trickling out about Secret Wars. Um, <clears throat> I know that uh, some, uh, you know, they're trying to not spoil anything. Uh, you know, Brevoort and uh, you know Bendis and all these other people who have been working on it are slowly leaking details. Uh, but not uh, not wanting to spoil too many things. Uh, so right now they uh, you know they've been announcing that there's all these books that are um, they're tied into Secret Wars uh, or I guess they're like I, I, they're titles that designate what the book does in Secret Wars. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it, right? Yeah, like like here's the the battle the, there's Battle World Warfront and then what's the other one I forgot. Um. I, it, you know, it slips my mind too. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm gonna have a much better grasp on this when these books are actually coming out. Right now, it's all still like getting thrown at me. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to make sense out of you know this or that. Do you think they're they're kind of doing like what they did with um, all the other like like with uh, what was it with Fear itself where they had um, uh, Frontline and um, what was the other one they had like the three yeah kind of separate type like that were stories that were all kind of one and dones and stuff that were revolved around it but not yeah it's not going to be integral to the plot uh and hickman's really been kind of stressing that is that all these tie-in books aren't necessarily going to be what advances the plot um so uh yeah i think it's going to be similar to that or like an avx where they had the fights uh take place in the book outside the book yeah uh yeah uh, and uh, some of the announcements, uh, you know, I guess Shang-Chi uh, is entering Battle World in the Master of Kung Fu series. This is actually exciting for me because it, it actually looks like it's going to be good this time. 
I hope so. Uh, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu uh, was rough. Oh, it was, no, it was bad. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, though, it's going to have um, Electra, Kitty Pride, Lockheed, Typhoid Mary, uh, and uh, Iron Fist are all going to be in this book. Yeah, Lockheed. That's that. That's an interesting one. Well, it's her her sidekick, but the, well, I know, the, the I know. version of Lockheed yeah. that they have too is looks like like a Chinese luck dragon. So yeah. Uh, there's also um, oh, a Secret Wars journal. That's the other one. Uh, and uh, I think uh, they, there's talks of Millie the model being in it. And Misty M- Millie the model and <laughs> Night, Night Nurse. Yeah. Yeah, Misty Knight. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, and Paladin. Yeah, because because we need more paladin stories in our lives. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the, the the purple guy with the gun. You can't get enough of him. Um and uh yeah, so Spider. There's something with Spider Man 2099. Uh, it, like Peter David's gonna be working on a new book, which introduces like a new version of the Avengers 2099. Um, yeah, it's a a female Captain America and um. Uh, a, a android version of Iron Man or something like that. Uh, it looks interesting. Mm, yeah, you know. Uh, I, I think right now Marvel's still playing coy with a lot of the info, uh, and I like that. I, I, I want Secret Wars to be a surprise, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> did you read Superman this week? I did. Superman 38. He's got a new power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm behind in the book, so I, I didn't read it, but... It, Obviously, I, I went directly for the spoilers. Of um, course. And so, what? Tell me about the power. Uh, well, <clears throat> so Superman, uh, you know, he's going up against Ulysses, uh, and you know, it's the this is the big climactic finish to you know this battle that they've been having, uh, you know, because Ulysses was about to essentially commit genocide. <laughs> um, but Superman is, you know, hitting him with some heat vision and Ulysses like, well, I'm just going to absorb this bitch and I'm going to fire right back at you. And then Superman all of a sudden goes into like some kind of fucking bomb and just explodes, basically. Uh, And Batman actually finds him and takes him to the Batcave uh, for his convalescence. And it turns out Superman can now turn into a like solar flare like thing and release all of the energy stored up in his cells from, you know, his cells absorbing all the sunlight. But it makes him human, right? Uh, but it makes him human uh, for like a 24-hour period, I think. Yeah. Which uh, which is good, yeah. but kind of bad, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine that's a position he doesn't want to be in too often. Uh, it's it's a power that he does, he can't control right now. It's super unstable. Um, but uh, he knows when he's getting there. Um, so, you know, he, he knows when he's pushing himself to that point. It's just he can't control himself at that point. Uh, th- this is a good. Um, I, I I think this is a good use of you know the absor- the absorption powers that Superman has. It's creative. I'll give you that. Yeah. So good on Jeff Johns to think of something like that. Um, um I, I it, it'll be interesting to see where they take it. I I have an idea of one thing though. So he becomes pretty much human for twenty four hours. Yep. That means he can get it on. That that does mean he can get it on. That's usually what happens. I mean, it happened in Smallville. So, well, yeah. So it's like, maybe maybe we'll actually see a Superman baby in the future. You know how many? You know, there's lots of those, anyways. So, <laughs> well, yeah, but technically, it can't work with a human. So this is how he could, you know. Oh yeah, I think that's what they. I think that's what everyone's speculating. Yeah. The other big thing was he he revealed himself 
to, to Jimmy Olsen. He did. Uh, you know, and that's great. I, I love that Johns has taken it upon himself to bring back uh, Jimmy Olsen to the forefront of the Superman mythos. Uh, and he's like actually his friend again. You know, they play video games, they share secrets, and uh, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Uh, and a redesigned costume. Yeah, a more streamlined costume. Uh, Romita gets to leave his mark on the Superman mythos, which is pretty awesome. It's and pretty cool. It, they they almost brought back the underwear. Almost. Almost. They thought about it. They they thought about it. <laughs> it <sighs> it looks. I mean, it, I have to say, it does look a little bit better. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still not crazy about it. I don't I don't understand why they need to put the priest collar on them. Well, you know, if you uh, if you want your underwear fixed, you just wait till convergence, buddy. Oh, dude, I can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna be underwear on the outside on everybody. Uh, the trunks are back, baby. Uh, moving away from the big two, though. Big news on the Dark Horse front. It's huge, actually. Yeah, Dark Horse is like going digital with another company. What? I, I put this in here because it was one of those things where it's like, how can how can this happen? The, the, this is the company that has been like staunch, like we are not gonna do a deal with anybody. Well, they've they've kind of turned face. And uh, have you ever used sequential comics? No, I haven't. I didn't even know it was an app. Yeah, I've I've not really heard about this before, but um. It's it's a uh, you know just another app that you can download graphic no it's 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 more graphic novel based yeah it's more like boutique based yeah exactly it's 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 they they it looks like they try I was checking it out it's it's almost like they're they're going for like the hipster cool sh chic stuff and um yeah lo and behold they did a deal with Dark Horse so what do you think this means uh I, you know I guess they're more open to the idea of doing things uh i don't know how like um locked into this contract they were or they are i you know i'm i'm always hoping that everything can go under one umbrella and everyone can just commit to comiXology and go drm free but that's in a perfect world um no you, you use that other service too right uh no i don't use it i have the app and i've toyed around with it uh, i think it's cool that you can rent books from them uh, what, but what, i what was it uh comics plus that's right that's right. Yeah. You turned me on to it. I've, I've used it a couple times. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I, it's crazy that Dark Horse is making a deal with someone, uh, especially because they've been doing something, uh, all of this in-house Yeah. for so long. But, uh, you know, I mean, digital comics is the uh, new frontier, so. Certainly is. Uh, um, wow. Well, that we actually had comic book news this week. Can you believe it? Fuck. It's about time, and I just think this is just the tip of the iceberg. We, you know, I think 2015 is going to be just chock full of all sorts of crazy comic book shit. I think so. So let's get some TV news going. TV news. Uh, Brandon Roth appeared in the uh, the Ant Man armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm sorry, the Atom armor. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, Talk yeah. about like just blatant. <laughs> It's pretty blatant. <laughs> it was like, wow. Uh, do you think DC, like, like they were sitting around going, well, we have an Ant-Man too. We have a guy that can shrink. <laughs> hey, uh, wait, wait a minute. I, I was just blown away that with the red, like, color scale that Ant-Man's going with and how public knowledge that is, that DC didn't go, oh, man, maybe we should just make the Atom blue like he is in the comics, you know? Well, but, he's blue and red, but, I mean, yeah. predominantly blue. Yeah. Um, but this is like, 
I, I'm looking at it again, and it's just shit, man. I, if I were Marvel, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I mean, the costume looks just fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with the costume. It's just like, holy shit, this looks like the Ant-Man costume. Yeah, and they're already saying that that, that there's going to be an Adam TV show now. I, ho- I hope they're, so. They're going to do a spinoff. I love Brandon Routh. I think Brandon yeah. Routh is a great actor. And and it's been I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch Arrow last night, but um, I didn't either. Yeah, it it's been this season has been really good, even with, with really the, what really I like it. I I don't like it as much as it did last season. Um, I think the season's okay. I think it's had some high points, uh, but I I think the writing's been kind of lackluster. It's not it's not the best. I'll give I'll give you that. But there's parts of it that I've really enjoyed. I, I mean, the parts that I enjoy the most are the parts with Brandon or with uh, Ray and Felicity. Exactly, and and they're saying that that's going to be the spinoff. That's yeah. gonna <clears throat> we're gonna see. Uh, uh, I think like they're gonna do like Agent Carter, where they only do like five or six episodes or something like that, or ten episodes, because Agent Carter is only like it's not even a full run, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's like a mini season. Yeah, which. Agent Carter this week, amazing, fantastic. If you guys are watching, oh, dude, Dum Dum is amazing. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Flash was also amazing this week. Oh, I mean, it ended just amazing. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I am ashamed at anyone I follow on my Twitter feed. Okay, I watch everything the I you know I watch everything the day after. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I see Gorilla Grodd show up on screen. I'm like, how was my Twitter feed not on fire last night when this was actually airing? <laughs> it was funny because I I was on Twitter and I, I'm just like you. I, I watched the next day or maybe the day after. It just depends on when I can sit my ass down and get get to it. But yeah. um, I saw one person is like, oh my God, they're going to do a CGI grud. That's awesome. And it was like, what? <laughs> I know. I can't believe it's like not bigger news. I can't believe people. It's like, aside from Captain Cold, this is the guy. Yeah, you know? this is the most major villain for for the Flash. Um, yeah. So God, I hope they they, they have Gorilla City. <laughs> oh, it'll be amazing. Wow. God, the Flash is fuck. The Flash is so awesome. It's, it's it's a it's a true comic book TV show. It's like really turning into a comic book TV show. Yeah, True Blue. They they're they are going for it. They're yeah. they're reaching for the fences. Dude, how about that scene with Cisco though? Yo, he fucking kicked the Pied Piper's ass. I, I at one point I thought he was gonna turn around and just like turn into vibe. Right. <laughs> He's just gonna. Uh, they're, they're leading up to it though, and that's well, great. If you look at it, so the whole thing is Pied Piper's got that sonic ability kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, and I think I I think Cisco's gonna be basically he's gonna become Cisco's foil. Yeah, that, and, it's it's the perfect foil for it. And and so somehow Cisco is going to incorporate because Vibe's power is is vibration, you know, and and mm-hmm. and tuned to um, noise. So uh, I think somehow he's going to incorporate that into either some kind of a suit, gloves, or something like that. But yeah, he's going to take on the Vibe persona yeah. sooner than we think. Yeah, I I think that's what's going on too. Man, it's it's just it's a great great series i wasn't like i wasn't crazy about it with the first episode but man i'm hooked now yes yeah. it's, it's just true blue car- cartoon you know comic book cartoon style series you know uh speaking of comic book tv shows though <sighs> go for it 
Well, the guy, you know, Kevin, this is your bread and butter here. Uh, the uh, Nerdist has the exclusive on the new Teen Titans lineup for the TV show. Known simply as the Titans. Yeah, which is good. They're, 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 yeah, the, 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 the book has always considered themselves the Titans. You know, right. they've never referred to themselves as the Teen Titans. Um, it's just, you know, even we're, 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 we're starting a new podcast where, <clears throat> uh, we're actually reviewing the Teen Titans starting with issue one of the uh, Wolfman Perez run. Right. And yeah, it's like <laughs> they never referred to themselves as the Teen Titans because none of them were teenagers in the group. Right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, th- this is interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, to, yeah, to say the least, because, uh, you know, we had talked about their their there were going to be challenges with yeah. who they were going to actually put on the Titans with a TV budget. Yeah. You've got TV budget who's already showed up and what t- different, you know, DC related TV. Sh- Cause they're saying now that this is probably going to tie in with you know, everything else that's going on in the TV universe. It looks like it. Yeah. So got them aside. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Good riddance. <laughs> There's all sorts of weirdness around this, like who they could actually put. And I did a post on on Eek Geek Play about this uh, a couple months ago, and I got two right. <laughs> so, well, yeah, we they, they've confirmed Nightwing. He's gonna start uh, off obviously. He's gonna start off being Robin though. Um, so you're in, but he's not gonna be in Bloodhaven. He's gonna be in in Boston. So, which is kind of a bummer to me, if you ask. So again, again, I I swear DC, like I I always say that, but you know they play so many of these things close to the chest, and they would just go, oh yeah, you you could do Dick Grayson, but uh, he he can't be uh, in Bloodhaven, which is weird because Blood they've they've made references to Bloodhaven and Arrow all of the right. Uh, I know, you know, I don't um, understand. The weirdest one, Barbara Gordon, Oracle, exactly. Yeah, uh, never part of, never even associated with Teen Titans. Yeah, not even Batgirl, just straight up Oracle. Yeah, which is which is cool. Like like maybe they'll they'll, they'll you know obviously she's a great character. I uh, love Oracle. Yeah, great for uh to to play off of of Dick Grayson for sure. Yeah. So, um, the wild card in in this, <laughs> Hawk and Dove. Why not? You know. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> and and not just not the original Hawk and Dove, the 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 the, the twin brother duo. Yeah. We're doing uh the male female Hawk and Dove. So which w- is the you know which they they find out that they're linked to the the order of uh the laws of chaos and you know. So hopefully you'll get Kestrel, which was a great character uh that came out of that mini series that uh uh, Barbara Kissel and Rob Liefeld did uh, back in the very early 80s. Um, Liefeld's just on top these days. Well. <laughs> Deadpool, X-Force movies, Hawk and Dove on Titans. You know, it'd be one thing if he created Hawk and Dove, but, I mean, he just, he did the female, he, he designed the female Dove, kind of. Right. You know? I mean, that book was just kind of handed to him. Uh, Raven, Teen which, Titan mainstay. Yeah, you, you you know, and in going back and rereading those early Teen Titans, Raven's a fucking bitch. All she She's does badass. Is, no, no, she cries and she disappears every episode, every issue. Wow. <laughs> she she cries and then she just she she never fights. She just takes off. It's pretty uh, funny. Know. 
uh, and then Starfire. Yep. So yeah. it, you got the you got three of you know the originals yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah uh, you, and a couple you, wild cards. You're missing, you know, and the thing is, like, this is just who's going to be in uh, the pilot. They haven't said, you know, who's the, the thing with with Teen Titans is there's so many different, you know, right. There was a Harlequin, not the original Harley Quinn, or not. This was the original Harley Quinn, not Harley Quinn that we know and love. Um, right. There, there was this girl who actually dressed up as Joker's daughter, saying she was Joker's daughter. Um, she was a member for a while. There's Mal, the guy who can, you know, who has the the power to blow a trumpet. <laughs> uh, but then you have Jericho would be a, a great one. Um, if they end up doing, uh, you know, any kind of crossover with with the other series, they you know they have to use Deathstroke. You yeah, know? it's like to do this and not have Deathstroke in it because you know if if you don't know, Deathstroke was the major character in Teen Titans, not nothing to do with Arrow. Um, yeah, but the thing is, it, the biggest thing with this, it, I, I think it's kind of a problem with this show is you have Brother Blood and you have Deathstroke who were the two major Teen Titans villains. Like, those were major players in the Teen Titans universe. Yeah. That might not be able to be used in this series. Is, so. is uh, Did Brother Blood die uh, on Arrow? I forget. Does anybody ever die? Um, I, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. But Well, I mean, they, they could always play off that, you know, he had a cult, so maybe there's like a, you know, a next person yeah. who has to rise in power or whatever. Well, that that and they, that actually happened in Teen Titans where the original Brother Blood had died, but somebody else like took his mantle. So right, of course. That could happen. Comics. It's, it's just one of those things. Like it's 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 to me like that's it's like doing Star Wars without Darth Vader. Right. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Deathstroke is absolutely the Titans uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, you know, no Beast Boy, uh, but we were expecting that. And, uh, you know, Cyborg, he's graduated up to the big leagues, man. He's he's a jail heir now. So. Oh, they, they are distancing him so far from Teen Titans. It's like he, they don't want anything to do with Cyborg and Teen Titans because they're, they're, they're trying to make him a, a, a mainstream character. Yeah. You know, um, he's cool, uh, you know, and yeah, it, it just he fits in better. Um, so, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I I associate Teen Titans with Cyborg, but yeah, no. Well, see, Cyborg is like the new Martian Manhunter for uh, for a new generation. You know, he's yeah. the cent he's the centralized intelligence for the Justice League. He's the one running the Watchtower, and he's got the database implanted in him, mm -hmm. so he can, you know, he can give everyone their orders or whatever, blah blah blah. And he's not, you know, as convoluted a character as Mar or as a uh, Martian Manhunter is. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's, I, I, I like Cyborg. I also love Martian Manhunter, so. Yeah. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, uh your yeah. favorite TV show. <laughs> the TV show you love, Gotham. I love it so much. It's so good. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I've given up, too, so it's okay. Uh, uh, they are actually bringing in a brand new character that they actually created for the TV show. No way. That's a novel idea. What? Let's, yeah, let's like actually <laughs> save some characters for, for futures. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, Kevin. They also confirmed that the Joker's coming in. Ugh. Anyways, they have this, a new character named the Ogre. <laughs> so yeah, whoever's coming up with these names, we've got Goatman, Balloon Man, and the Ogre. <laughs> 
yeah. So, it, but it's going to be um, Milo Ventimiglia. He, he was he was on Heroes. Ventimiglia. So, Ventimiglia is that what it is? Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Okay. It's, again, you have to have a fucked up name to work in the business. Of course. Um. So he's basically a killer. <laughs> So he'll be in. He'll he's gonna show up in episode nineteen. Yeah, he's gonna show up for one episode and they'll be done. Yeah, they're saying that he's gonna be a big character in upcoming. Sure. Series. So it it sounds to me like they're trying to, you know, bring in characters so they don't ruin every single character in the Batman universe <laughs> without having Batman in it. Oh. And the funny thing is, the show's doing really well. It's like Fox's like highest rated show. Yeah, I mean, it got renewed for a second season. Well, that was going to happen regardless. I See, I don't think it was going to happen regardless. Uh, I, but apparently, I don't know. Apparently, people watch it. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Um, so, yeah, whatever. The norms uh, watch it, man. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but here's some TV news that I actually want to hear about. Uh, and it's some more Jessica Jones casting, which is quickly becoming potentially my, my most uh, – looked forward to uh, out of the Netflix series. Uh, I'm, I'm really stoked on Daredevil, but I can't wait to see what they do with Jessica Jones. Oh, uh, this is going to be so good. Carrie Ann Moss is cast. Uh, they haven't given her a title yet, uh, but my money is on Dakota North. I was going to say the exact same thing. You, yep. you, you took the words out of my mouth. Now, right after we, we recorded last week, um, uh, Rachel Taylor was... Um, announced ah. as being uh, uh, Patsy Walker held yeah. that, which, God, which awesome. she didn't really show up much in the original run, right? No, 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 not at all. No, Hell, Hell, Hellcats, uh, well, you know, um, <clears throat> Jessica's friend uh, or best friend in the run is uh, is, is Ke- Carol Danvers. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think they're looking for a similar role, uh, but, you know, obviously they can't do – Carol Danvers yet because that's you know a movie that got announced. But but Dakota does show up in the in in the series. Yes. Uh. Well. Uh. Well. Dakota or uh, Patsy. Uh. No. Dakota. Dakota North shows up in in Alias at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. She does. Um. um but Patsy never does. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was saying. Yeah. Patsy yeah. never does. But they. Uh, I think Patsy is going to be the the Carol Danvers role kind of in the Alias series. Uh, and Dakota, it might be like a competing uh, private investigator. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Um. You, you, what's so awesome about net uh, them deciding to do these four characters on the Netflix uh, for the Netflix series is all of those characters are so interlinked. You know. Oh, yeah. Luke, yeah. Cage, Luke Cage is the bodyguard for Matt Murdock, and Matt Murdock is Jessica Jones's lawyer, and Luke Cage and Danny Danny Rand work together, and Dakota North and Matt Murdock work together. Yeah, she's like the the she's the Clinda Sherman for uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah. That, yes, yes, I went there with Good Wife. Thank you. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I love that show. Um, but dude, this I mean, and it's like strong female characters. This. Yep. And and, and amazing female actors. This yeah. show is gonna rule. I'm, yep. I'm just, I'm really excited. I just wish they'd say, okay, it's coming out next month. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, by the time you're finished watching Daredevil, here we go. Here's Alias. But I mean, it's, it's gonna, it, it, I don't think it'll get out this year, which is a shame. It's gonna take forever to get this whole series. Um, did you see that they actually have Netflix actually has, uh, yeah, a the landing title page, page, the title page for all of their series, <laughs> their Marvel series. 
Yeah, I did see that. It's pretty cool. Uh, something interesting to think about with Alias, though, uh, with all the stories that do take place uh, in that run, uh, one of them the one of them is about uh, the the girl who thinks she's a mutant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is about uh, Maddie Franklin, uh, who is you know the third Spider Woman, uh, and those are like big arcs. So obviously the mutant is is easily uh, interchangeable with someone who claims to be an inhuman or something yeah. like that. Uh, I you know maybe they would swap out the Maddie Franklin for an, another like low tier vigilante or you know girl or something like that. But it'll yeah. be. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the new stories they craft for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I I think the f- the the first arc obviously will is, is going to center around. Yeah, obviously we, we've got Purple Man, so yeah. that's that that's a good storyline to start with, and that's a great one. I, it could it could last thirteen episodes easily, I mean, easily because I mean that oh, you guys got to read that if you haven't yet. It's so yeah. I got to go back and read it. Uh, all right, let's get to some movie stuff. <laughs> Let us. Uh, well, okay, really quick, before we get to the Marvel stuff, let, oh, let's, okay, let's okay, tackle okay. let's tackle a little thing that DC has been hinted at. There might be besides Teen Titans, my other favorite DC thing is Legion of Superheroes. It's never been it. I've I've, I've never hid that. I love Legion. It, yeah, the classic Legion stories are just they're still amazing. I just went back and reread some of the old stuff. They're in serious talks. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but. There's going to be a Legion movie. Of course, of course they are, because as with anything that Warner Brothers does, they go, "Hey, we, we that Guardians of the Galaxy movie was really good. We we got one of those, right?" Exactly. Which which it kind of makes perfect. This is, I mean, it's it's X Men in space, you know. And well, what better, you know, Legion of Superheroes? I don't know if you saw the cartoon uh, that they did, the Superboy and Legion cartoon it was great. And it's just a, it's a great franchise. Why not? It's like, you've had this sitting there forever. You could have done this a long time ago. So long ago. But, all right. So that's, that's out of the way. Just, just, just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Let's go with the Latino review stuff. Okay. Uh, So it's been speculated that the Russo brothers uh, are going to be in charge of, uh, I guess, the inner workings of phase three, uh, because Whedon has uh, been talking in these kind of interview circuits that he's doing that he's done with it. Uh, So you have Infinity War that's split up into parts one and two uh, with Captain Marvel and Inhumans uh, acting as the middle points. Uh, And uh, it's this rumor speculation is that they're going to be touchstones between the movies. Yes. So we'll see a lot more of that kind of uh, connective tissue uh, as, as opposed to them being like, oh, like a Thor movie where it, uh, like the first Thor movie, you know, how it functioned on its own outside of everything. And then they brought it back in. Yeah, um, it's going it, like it'll be like, oh, shit, like shit goes down in Captain Marvel that is important or relevant to uh, the Infinity War. And, and we talked about a co- uh, two weeks ago where we, 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 we went pretty in depth of how they're, they're looking at how they're going to kind of tie all this stuff together. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're, they're doing a really good, uh, well, I mean, from the rumor speculation that we've read, uh, obviously the, the Bucky rumor and all that business, uh, is, so um, is an amazing way to kind yes. of tie up everything with all of these first tier phase one characters. Uh, but now we're getting to kind of see what they're going to be doing with these newer properties, you know, yeah. what, what they're going to be doing with black Panther, Dr. Strange and all, uh, you know, all the what have you's. Um, okay, so Russo Brothers on that. Um, the uh, they're they're looking for someone uh, to direct Thor Ragnarok, which I thought by now they should have 
a director for, for that, but I didn't know that they didn't. Uh, yeah, they don't have one yet. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, it did not go well with Alan Taylor with uh, yeah. Sword of the Dark World, so yeah. he won't be coming back. Uh, and they're looking for a big blockbuster director, I think, uh, because right, you know, from what we can tell, Ragnarok is going to be some shit. Yeah. Um, I think Ragnarok is going to be a, a swift kick in the dick. Uh, <laughs> to be to be blunt, uh, you know, Civil War is going to obviously just blow open the whole fucking thing. But I think Ragnarok is going to be big. It's, uh, I mean, it's going to be the guy. It, it, it's going to be the last Thor movie for yeah. This, oh, yeah. this 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 incarnation of Thor. Why do you think they brought in a female Thor? Just saying. Um, so the uh, front runners uh, on the rumor, uh, the rumored directors are. We got Adam McKay, which is uh, really surprising. Yeah, but, right. Uh, who, who was he was on the short list for Ant Man. Yeah, he's on the short list for Ant Man. Uh, you know, he always talked about Stan and Jack are his guys, though. Um, and I think he's actually like kind of uh, lobbying himself for the role of it. And uh, I, you know, maybe this would be I new. I don't like that idea. It, it's too comedy, and okay. and especially following up how how dark the last one was don't pigeonhole him though you know maybe he could do maybe he could do it better maybe he could do it fine maybe he's looking to make a way make a break from you know will ferrell comedy movies uh gareth edwards uh, is also a favorite choice but he is wrapped up with you know star wars and godzilla sequels so i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i i I would love to see it happen but yeah yeah godzilla and he's already he's signed on for godzilla too so yeah uh we got matt reeves john of the planet of the apes so good fantastic movie That'd be great. I I I my, I put my money on him. Yeah, honestly. he's he's uh, he's certainly making a name for himself. Um, I think I think this is I, I think he'd be great. Matt Reeves is perfect. Let's yeah, just, just put him in it already. Come on, let's get this movie done. So uh, all all of this is more more or less things that uh, you could have just speculated on without even you know having an inside source. So that's not too uh, explosive. Uh, but now we're getting to the good stuff. <clears throat> okay, so spoilers, uh, or speculative spoilers. I don't know. Plug yours. Uh, so Age of Ultron, uh, the team is not going to be able to defeat Ultron uh, on a few occasions, uh, which is kind of what everyone's expecting because, you know, Ultron, he's not going down without a fight. Um, so Fury, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel Jackson, is going to suggest breaking out some villains to assist him. Abomination, Justin Hammer, and uh, the Absorbing Man. Fucking great! That'd be so good. See, if they start doing this shit, it, it, there are just there are no more rules. No, and and that's the most brilliant part of this is it. It, people are saying, "Oh, that won't work," but it's it, why? Why not? They're even saying that that, that uh, we're we're going to see Coulson and uh, and and Quake, uh, whatever she's going to end up going by, uh, yeah. in this you know like small parts, but I, they're going to they, show uh, up. Yeah, they uh, they're he, one of the agents of Shield was spotted on set. Um, it is uh, not Mac, uh, but um, uh, I forget his name right now, but. Uh, he, the, the, uh, Hawkeye, one, the Hawkeye character? Uh, not the Hawkeye character, um, but I, I, I forget. I forget who anyways, but uh, he, he was spotted on set. Um, so, I mean, that's not far. That's not too far out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, Justin Hammer would be great. I, Sam Rockwell was hilarious in Iron yeah. Man 2. Yeah. Uh, last scene, actually, he was in Seagate uh, in the All Hail the King uh, <laughs> one-shot. <laughs> 
um, abomination. Uh, Tim Roth has actually been asked in interviews if he's going to show up, and he said uh, not to his knowledge, but you know, abomination is a CG character, so you don't necessarily need Tim Roth to do that. Exactly. I mean, especially if it's just like go get him, you know? Right. It, you know, it, it's it, even if it's like it's just a small thing. Fucking yeah. great, great, great idea. So now following this up, uh, there was a Redditor uh, who claimed to be a laid-off Marvel employee who leaked all, uh, all the rest of this information. So take this with a grain of salt, the uh, yes. grainiest of grains of salt. <laughs> uh, but okay, <clears throat> Loki Scepter uh, is the Mind Stone, and uh, we will get the other two gems in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Doctor Strange. Uh, Ultron may very well be the villain in Guardians 2. Mm. And I I really think this is a possibility. Makes sense. I really do, uh, because Gunn has been cited uh, talking a lot about the Admit Landing stuff and how Annihilation uh, played such a big part uh, in his uh, you know writing or uh, his, his crafting of the Guardians. Uh, and, you know, Ultron's a part of that. Well, here's my theory. I, I thought long and hard about this, about 10 <laughs> seconds. Um, okay, so we know that they're, like, pretty much the movie's going to end with them blowing the Hulk into space. But right. how do you get rid of Ultron and get him off of Earth? You blow him into space as well. So right. maybe they use Ultron and the Hulk. Like, the Hulk has to sacrifice himself to get Ultron and, boom, blow them both into space. Guardians 2 sets off with, you know, Ultron finding a new planet to try to conquer. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get the Hulk in uh, Guardians 2. Now, here's the only thing that with the wrench in that works is because this guy says that Hulk is in Civil War. Oh, that's when he comes back. Well, Hulk, but but Civil War takes place before Guardians 2. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. There's more than one Hulk. <laughs> uh, but uh, they will it's say It's true. That There's more than one Hulk, man. It could be there one is Hulk. One, there is more than one Hulk. He, uh, he but actually they, does say that he's getting a new a coat of paint. He is getting a new coat of paint. That is the big speculation uh, that uh, the Hulk will change colors at some point. Um, uh, but now here is uh, here's a juicy one. Um, is uh, connecting to Ant Man. Uh, it's at the end of the movie. Um, uh, Cross, uh, Darren Cross, who's going to be Yellow Jacket, obviously he's going to get taken care of because hey, it's a superhero movie. That's what happens. Uh, Pym is back. Uh, you know, he's back on top. He's found a way to, I guess. Uh, you know, make amends with his daughter or, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's back at Pym Industries, you know, no longer is it ran by Darren Cross. Uh, but he is the one who sets Tony on the path to the Superhero Registration Act with Civil War. Because Jan died uh, being a superhero. Yes. Basically. That's that's where he so that's his whole like the crux of his character mm-hmm. in Ant-Man is the fact that like, you know, uh, uh, he he dies and uh, Janet dies in action. So he's, his, he's made it his job to basically stop superheroes. Um, and, and so he's, he's come up with this way to kind of contain them maybe, or, or, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is where we're, where we're going to see the big house. Exactly. I think so. <laughs> um, you know, if you remember, or if you watched or listened to the footage at Comic-Con with uh, the Michael Douglas voiceover, um, he kept on saying, uh, superheroes, what a joke. Yeah. That was, that was the big thing. And so that really makes me believe that, uh, ha- you know, Pim is going to be a big part of the, uh, superhero registration. Yeah. Wow. It's, man, 
I can't wait for Fucking this movie. A. God damn, this is that's so amazing. It's just amazing how they're just interconnecting all of this with the TV and the movies. And oh god, my mind's blowing right now. You know, and they they say that Ultron's gonna be back for Phase Three. You got Klon, Black <sighs> Panther. You got Hydra. Does that mean we get the Masters of Evil with Baron Zemo? <sighs> you know, because they said that Daniel Bruhl is gonna be uh, Baron Zemo in Civil War. Oh god. And listen then to Thanos listen, is going to come in. Listen to what I'm saying right now. Listen to the sentence that I'm saying right now. There's going to be a movie where I see Ultron show up with Claw and Baron Zemo, and Thanos is going to be in the background killing people with the Infinity Gauntlet. <sighs> what do I live in? What world do I fucking and then at live some, in right at, now? At some, point, at some point, we might just get Miles Morales. Yeah, God damn point. it. This is going to be incredible. Yeah. <sighs> it's good to be a geek. Fucking A. Speaking of which, we read some comic books this week. Yeah, we fucking did. Uh, what did you Good read? Good week. Oh, my Great. God. This is those, that week where you're just like, fuck, there's just not enough time. There's yeah. too many good books. I don't even know where to start. What was your What was your first book this week? First book or just, like, are we talking just, like, pick of the week? What was your pick? What was the book that, that set you on fire? Ant-Man. Really? Hands down. Nick okay. Spencer is writing the shit out of this book. Yeah, yeah. It's It's good. It's good. Um, so if you guys haven't been reading this book, Ant-Man is, uh, it, it, this is, this is an all new version of Ant-Man and it's just, it's the down on your luck Ant-Man that's just trying to get his shit together. And, uh, it's so good. Nick Spencer just, just knows how to write this character. Yeah. Um, the fact that Grizzly shows up. Oh, hilarious. And he's like, I'm going to kill you for what you didn't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about like, no, 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 no. Ant-Man. I was dead during that time. <laughs> and so basically we find out that uh, that Ant-Man is trying to start his own security agency because he's he's a computer genius, which right. they've, they've never really played up that at that end of him. Um, so he goes in and he breaks into this this bank that he's trying to get in alone. Well, he's, he says that he, he basically hacks into their system, says this is where all your flaws are, turns down, turns off their security and says, I can bring this back right now. And it sets off this uh, gold uh, Midas bot that was the the Nazis created in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, and so it's up to Ant Man to stop them. This is just awesome. This is a great issue. Great yeah, issue. Fa- fantastic issue. Uh, this book's gonna make me cry by the end of it too. I know it is. Um, it's it, the artwork is just fantastic. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big reveal at the end, and uh, of course, guys, spoilers. Uh, Taskmaster's gonna show up in the next issue. And Nick Spencer writes the shit out of Taskmaster. Oh, so good. Yeah, so, so good. Can't wait. Um, can you tell me what happened in Avengers this week? Because <laughs> cool. I, I'm I, I seriously I cracked open I, I cracked it open and I was like, okay, I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna read this issue because the cover is uh, a take on the Ultimates. Um, which yes, it is. My favorite my, my favorite series. So I'm like, okay, the Ultimates the Ultimates is gonna show up in this one. And then I two pages in, I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> uh, if you picked up Avengers 41 this week, you actually uh, you got the bait and switch pulled on you, and you actually picked up an issue of Ultimate FF. <laughs> really? Uh, well, it's, it's I, I noticed. I, I kind of skimmed through it, and it looked like there oh, there was a lot of FF in it. Uh, it's it's heavy on the FF, uh, the Ultimate FF, um, which really makes me think that man, I should fucking go back and kind of bone up real quick. Uh, luckily, if you have a phone and you have the AR app, uh, actually, that first page that you scan will give you a, a really good summary of what's been going on with uh, Ultimate uh, Reed Richards. Okay. Uh, I mean, is, is he still evil? 
Oh, he is evil as fuck. Okay. He, and that's that's him in this black costume, right? Yes, he's parading around like a hero, but he is certainly, almost certainly a villain. Uh, and he's doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff uh, with his, uh, his you know, sentient uh, – well, it was a city, but it's like this robot, uh, you know, some like all-knowing kind of Ultron sort of thing. Uh, but so uh, Hickman uh, talked about in this uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, interview that he did about his work on The Ultimates and how, uh, you know, it, it got launched at the same time as the new 52. So it just got fucking buried. Yeah. Uh, but he's really he was really proud of it. Uh, and I think uh, a lot of Secret Wars uh, is going to be focused on, you know, what he was going to be doing with these characters. Um and uh, I think Ultimate Reed Richards is going to be a big part in it. He's such, I mean, it was such a great idea that they, they made Reed, Ultimate's version of Reed Richards into like this just horrible villain. Yeah, this vain, you know, celebrity obsessed, uh, you know, to uh, totally arrogant, uh, also e extremely inconsiderate uh, about, you know, the, the implications of his actions. And uh, yeah. Um, so this issue is, is heavily focused on him. You also get that uh, kind of intergalactic council of people uh, from what you saw in Infinity uh, mm, with like okay. uh, with Gladiator and Annihilus, uh, the Brood, uh, the Brood Queen. Uh, you get uh, this like the Scroll King and, uh, and Supreme the, Intelligence. Yeah, Supreme Intelligence. Yeah, you get all them uh, and they're talking about how, they, uh, again, Earth needs to get destroyed because well, we suck. You know, we're always doing shit to the universe. Yeah. Uh, even though they had kind of banded together with Earth uh, in Infinity, I think now that the uh, the Shi'ar are aware of the uh, disturbance, you know, the disturbances in the multiverse or whatever, they've decided that Earth needs to, you know, be put in its place. And by put in its place, I mean fucking blown to smithereens. Uh, and at the end of it, uh, you know, surprise, Namor didn't die. Um, and uh, the black Wait, the knife, the knife to his chest didn't didn't <laughs> uh, kill him. <laughs> the knife, well, you know, he's got a he's got a, a rapid healing factor, so the knife was oh, never going to kill him, uh, and neither was Black Bolt's scream. That was only meant to kind of disarm him, uh, and then they were going to blow up that Earth uh, it, through the incursion. Uh, but what happens is Reed, uh, Ultimate FF Reed, pulls open an Earth on the other side, and the Black Order of Thanos goes in through the uh, through the other Earth before it explodes. Can can we have our band? be the name of that that, that the black order of thanos that's, black that's, our, thanos. that's yeah, our that's my that's my new band that that's our, our gonna be our death metal band okay yeah so the uh the black order of thanos is now on uh or the ultimate earth and uh but earth 616 thinks they're dead uh shit's so going confused. down Shit is going down. And, you know, I, I read some people complaining. It's like, oh, I, I bought an issue of Avengers. I didn't expect this. It's like, hey, man, you know, Hickman's weaving a large tapestry. Well, okay? you, you don't put the Ultimate Avengers on the cover, especially when it's a rip on the original Ultimates cover. Uh, no, and don't it's have just, the, it's just like that that one where they're like, hey, here's here's this new Avengers team. Nope, nope, they're not in this. It's just part of the bigger picture, man. It's bait and switch, man. But no, I get it. I get it. You know, it's yeah. it's the. The Ultimate Universe is in it for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Hickman's Avengers, when all is said and done, is going to go down as one of the most legendary runs. I don't. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's going to be legendary. No, I mean there's there's tent poles for sure, and yeah. this is going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, the Ultron run, the original Ultron run, is is, is oh, up yeah. there too. Um, the Claremont Perez run, fuck, so good. Um, yep. I just reread that stuff. Oh, it's so good, so good. Uh, Squirrel Girl number two. Did you read that? Yes. Oh, so good. 
it's great. This is this book is just I mean, it is so much fun. It's so well written. The artwork is fantastic. If you're not reading it, it's amazing. But I do want to point out the best part of it. She's got a speedball poster in her bedroom. <laughs> she she does have you saw that, her, didn't her, you? her childhood crush, Robbie Baldwin on her wall. I just love the fact that she loves Robbie Baldwin almost as much as me. Um, no, but this this book is so good. She, I mean, the, the the fact that it's like this character was basically a mort. You know, it was the joke of of the Marvel universe, and they Bendis happened to just kind of bring her back around in in his run of Avengers and made her cool. You know what I you know what I love the most about the book though is that Erica Henderson draws her as like this awkward, uh, cute girl. Uh, and you know she she embraces her curves, mm-hmm. uh, and she's not a sex symbol. Uh, that that was no. kind of the problem that I have uh, with uh, you know I love what Bendis did with her in the run, but but Mike Diodoto uh, draws her uh, as like a sex symbol, and you know there's this weird like oh she had a thing with Wolverine, and I you know I never saw Doreen as that type of girl, and I much prefer her to be this kind of goofy awkward like hi I'm in college but I'm just a regular girl with a squirrel tail kind of thing. Yeah. I, I much prefer this version. Oh, of course. And, you know, the, this is, it's just, you know, it, it's it's so indie. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's incredibly indie. That, But it's it's also so mainstream. Yeah. That's the thing I love about this is the, it, on, on the artwork level, it's it's just, this should be an indie book. You know, this, this should, should be an Oni Press book. And, you know, but story-wise, this is straight up a Marvel book. Um, oh yeah, I, I and I just I love it. Um, the fact that she so in this issue, uh, Squirrel Girl decides that uh, she finds out that Galactus is is gonna come and you know obviously eat the Earth, and he's cloaked himself uh, to everybody except squirrels. <laughs> so the squirrels of of the Earth have banded together to let Squirrel Girl know that uh, Galactus is on her way. So she's taken it upon herself to um, steal one of Iron Man's suit of armor. And uh, 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 that's how she's going to fly to the moon and take on uh, Galactus and take a selfie after, uh, of him. <laughs> because who wouldn't take a selfie? Of course. Uh, and there's, you know, basically they're like, oh, yeah, so he's going to be here in like two hours. <laughs> so there's a, a, a countdown clock at the end. It's awesome. Uh, and it's this this book is kind of genius. It's great. It's it's fun. Definitely. You got to pick it up. Um, it's just a fun, fun book. What else we got? Uh, Saga came back in a big, bad way. Oh, great issue. Great, great issue. issue. So um, we also had, uh, you know, Cowl had another one. Birthright had another fantastic issue. Witches had another issue come out. Uh, a, a new book, though, came out by Mr. Grant Morrison. Uh, uh, and yes. His, yes, Mr. Grant Morrison and his often, uh, you know, I guess uh, chosen partner or uh, you know collaborator, uh, Chris Burnham on art, uh, called Nameless. Okay, you are the like Grant Morrison is your speedball. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I definitely love him. Anything that this guy touches, you you turn fanboy. I do. What did you think of this? Uh, well, you know, Chris Burnham. You already have me sold there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been waiting for this book for a long time. Um, yeah, it, it, I've 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 interviewed Chris a few times, and I'm like, okay, so tell me about this book. And he's like, I can't, I can't. He's like, I can't even describe it to you, anyways. Um, so yeah, I mean, it 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 sounds like the perfect combination. 
So, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean uh, to cut you off, but here, no, what no, do no, you think? no, no, no. Yeah, it's it's a perfect collaborative team. Uh, Chris Burnham, obviously, his art is just fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the book is super Morrison, uh, and it's great though. But it's not it's not so Morrison that it's you know masturbatory and you can't make sense of it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, you still can, uh, you can figure out what's going on even through the craziness, uh, which is key key with Morrison. Uh, but fuck man, this is a great book. Great first issue. Uh, you know, nameless, the character who is nameless it's his name, (laughs) get it. Uh, he is like this kind of Keanu Reeves, you know, Jason Statham sort of like he's John Constantine, but for like the occult, you know, like well, John yeah. Constantine is the he's yeah, cool guy. You he's, know, he's, he's he's the the Ben Affleck of of occults. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's the guy that you call uh but this billionaire basically, you know, they get him to get this dream key uh and I think although the beginning has like little easter eggs and keys to what's going on throughout the series, but I think that was more just supposed to kind of throw you right in the water and make you start swimming. Yeah. Um but uh, you know the, the end. The end plot basically gets you that this billionaire uh, is uh, aware of an asteroid called Zabalba that's going to come to Earth and just fucking destroy us. Uh, and, and, it, and it's got a sigil on it, right? Yeah, it's got a sigil on it uh, that he, uh, that Nameless, has been seeing in uh, his adventures in the dreamscape. And um, and uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's uh, this asteroid's going to come and fucking murder earth and so they're going to send nameless out into space to stop it i was completely confused by the first half of this issue uh, <laughs> I, I think it was supposed to confuse you. yeah and that's one thing like, like i'm i'm i i i mean it's beautiful a beautiful i i'm just i'm re-looking at these pages and i keep seeing things that i didn't see and it's it man burnham is just he's a beast oh yeah and these layouts are fantastic um, but man, I mean, the book is like, I, I was so looking forward to this and it was just kind of, you can tell it's Morrison taming himself down, obviously. Um, but I'm still fucking confused with some, with some of this. It's like, wait, wait, what, dream world? What, what's going on here? And it, that's the part of Morrison where it's just like, I'm not on the same drugs you are, dude. So I don't know if this makes sense. <laughs> well- you know, but my biggest thing with Morrison is the more you read it, the more you will begin to understand. Oh, it. Yeah. Like three issues into this, I'm probably going to be singing the praises of this book and th- saying how amazing it is. Well, you know, I'm I'm not even speaking of like, you know, as issues come out, I'm talking about just rereading. Um, yeah. Like, you know, the, I, I know I know it seems like a tedious task, but, you know, that's what Morrison wants you to do. He wants you to to reread and re-experience and reimagine and recontextualize all of these things. Uh, I mean, I, I know with Annihilator, I've, I've read through issues multiple times and been like, holy shit, that just changed everything. Hmm. I'll give it another read. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't hate it by any means. It's, it's, it's a really good, but once they, they brought it out of the dream part and, and kind of told you, okay, this is what's going on, which I kind of wish just started out that way. Oh, but that um, that'd be too easy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I can't ask. I just want simple. That's all. And you know, I'm, again, not the I'm I'm not the the Morrison devotee that that you are. I love Morrison. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just think this is this is it's it's not as a huge pill to swallow as uh his his most recent work. <laughs> so, um, but it's good. I I love the book. I I will you know. I just it's it. You're in for a, a couple readings on this, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
it's good. Uh, there was another book that came out this week. Um, I think we've heard it before. Uh, Star Wars? <laughs> Star something. Star, this guy, Luke Skywalker, maybe? It's a new indie book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sold a few copies. Yeah, it sold uh, just a couple. Uh, you read it, right? I did read it. Um, what'd you think? Well, you know, John Cassidy, again, uh, just, just holy fucking shit. Yeah. God, what a beast on art. Um, and again, Aaron has such a good lock on these characters' voices. Uh, there were a couple things that seemed uncharacteristic of Vader with dialogue. Yes. Um, especially the humor that it seemed like Vader had in that second panel where he's like, oh, I've killed many fathers. You have to be more specific. I was like, ah. Yeah, that's not something Vader would say. Yeah, and also uh, Vader kind of uh, like getting sentimental when uh, he picks up the lightsaber that Luke has because, uh, you know, it's obvious it's his. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was a little weird because, uh, you know, Vader is totally emotionless until he takes that helmet off in, in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and, uh, and my biggest thing was I don't even think Luke had confronted Vader before, you know, uh, uh, before Empire, before Empire. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is kind of this kind of throws everything off. It's definitely stretching continuity very thin. Yeah. So that was I mean, I was like, wait, I just kept I kept flipping pages going, wait, uh, this is a dream sequence, right? Um, So oh, that just kind of threw me off, man. There, there, that part was just like, oh, really? Really? They're going to fight now? Like, uh, yeah. I had problems with that. I really did. As a Star Wars fan, it just, yeah. just threw me off. But, you know, I the, if you look at that that uh, that credits page and you see all the editors on it, mm -hmm. uh, obviously they're okay with it. Because yeah. <laughs> not only do you have Marvel editors, but you have uh, Disney and Lucasfilm editors. So yeah. this this, bro this book is under a fucking microscope oh, of it's, scrutiny. It's got to be. It's got to be. Because, you know, this is indirectly tying into uh, Star Wars Rebels that's, that takes place about the same time. Yeah. You know, um, which another weird thing that I've I, I've. I found in here so they jump on the speeder bike when he, he jumps on those speeder bikes um those speeder bikes weren't around yet because <laughs> they they use different speeder bikes in in uh in rebels yeah so i don't know like like there's there's those little subtle things i was like okay but I, as, as a whole this book is really fucking good uh, it's, it's it's still a great book. I mean, there's there's probably going to be some continuity issues, but maybe it's just something that people are just going to have to go, yeah, whatever, you know, kind of look the other way. Yeah. I mean, the artwork, though, is just, just fantastic. The Han and Leia interaction. <sighs> yes. Pitch perfect. Yes. yes. Pitch perfect. Um, the weird thing that, that, that I didn't like, though, was how it, uh, Aaron takes little things from different movies, like like things people say. Yeah. You know, um, like there's 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 a couple things where, you know, um, like, like, oh, you know, uh, uh, where, where he gets on the speeder bikes and he's like refers back to uh, hitting bullseyes on womp rats. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, dude, come on. Really? <laughs> it's like we know we, we know you can do that. We, we heard that line in Star Wars a million times. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was there was another one in here where it's just like, oh, really? Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, CP3O jokes and stuff like that. So I got you, you to gotta look past that. But man, fucking great issue. Yeah. Great fantastic book. issue. Great book. 
Uh, got anything else? Uh, you know, th- there were there were so much shit that came out this week. So um, much. You know, I still haven't read Grayson. Uh, I did read Superman. Uh, I haven't uh, read Witches yet. I haven't read The Bunker yet. Uh, there's a new issue of The Bunker that I'm really excited I'm to read. So far behind on that one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, far but, behind. Man, fucking, fucking A, what a book. Uh, you know, Falcov yeah. is just writing his ass off there. Yeah, uh, yeah great week of comics. So good. Um, hey, if you haven't ha- picked up uh, Feathers, is it's an Arcana book, um, Boom Arcana, uh, by uh, George Corona and uh, Jen Hickman. Um, it is really, really good. It's a good, like, little fantasy kind of book about this, this kid who's, like, a bird kind of creature in this this steampunky kind of world. It's really good. Uh, okay. Okay. Fantastic, fantastic read. Um, oh man, what? The, oh, Hulk eleven. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of slowed down a little bit with the issue, uh, or with the events. Uh, but I figured they would have to do that. It's not like he can depower a Hulk every issue. But goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I created an AI of my of, of myself, and uh, it just got loose. <laughs> Yeah, and, and not only did it get loose, but it also created was trying to create an AI for, uh, like banner or you know like a banner suit to wear, which you know it says a lot about the Hulk psychology. Mm-hmm. He it just you you can't separate banner from the Hulk. That's and nope. that's what Doc Green wants. Yep. Um, and we're getting a a bearded Hulk now. Yeah, mm, yeah. Future and perfect much. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, that that that's the end game with Secret Wars right there. Yeah, he. I think Hulk is. You're going to see Hulk being Master at the at some point, and yeah. and AI Hulk might be the new Bruce Banner of of the Marvel universe for a while. Yeah. Just just my speculation. Um, but if you guys aren't reading Hulk, it's it's really really good, and I wasn't expecting it to be as good as as it is. Jerry Duggan, yeah. man, fucking a, fucking a. Um, yeah, pick that up. Um, you know, there's uh, Hawkeye. I haven't cracked that open yet, but Ooh, great uh, issue. Oh man. Is this Coming the last that. one or nope, we've got one, one more. more, one more. Okay. Uh, man, just so much stuff. Also, uh, last one that I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to plug because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> You're going to think this is ridiculous. Jungle gym. That. <laughs> Uh, why do you know why not uh, uh, well no see this is what it is so king features was you know they they own uh, uh what was it uh lone ranger phantom flash gordon jungle gym and um there's a couple other on here that i don't remember but they're relaunching all these they're rebranding the whole thing and kind of updating them and stuff this is uh paul tobin with uh sandy jarrell and artwork and it, the most ridiculous name ever, Jungle Jim. It's a really fucking good book. Like, talk about taking a property that nobody really remembers or cares about and making a killer book off of. It's it's really, really good. Um, and the artwork is fantastic. Um, if you're looking for a just other world um, kind of saga-ish, not, not, I wouldn't even say saga, but it's just... It's very sci-fi, um, you know, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, John Carter, kind of a John Carter meets Warlord, the old DC uh, series. It, it's great. Pick it up. Mm. I enjoyed it. So that's it. I'm out of books. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of fucking geek. I'm out of coffee. George, where can people find you? Uh, at George Schmitz. 
and uh, on on everything. And you guys have a record coming out. Plug real quick. Uh, it's a thing. It's coming out on the tenth. That's, that's <laughs> like really soon. That's next week, man. I know. Congratulations, you did it yeah. finally. We did it. We did it. It's it's basically coming out a year after you recorded it, right? Uh, not basically. It is. <laughs> must, must feel good. Must. Feel uh, good. It, you know, it is going to be very cathartic. And and you're out on tour starting next week, right? Next week, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we're gonna try to work something out, maybe for a live show. Yeah, you know, you never know. Maybe. Um, keep keep your eyes and ears peeled. Uh, go over to eatgeekplay.com. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. We're launching a bunch of new podcasts, guys. Uh, the Eat Geek Play podcast, as you know it, is gonna go through a lot of changes. So that's why we haven't had any updates lately. Um, yeah, I just I, that's all I gotta say right now. We're we're changing formats up a little bit. Uh, we're starting a, a Teen Titans podcast, and just just keep keep subscribing to this feed. Go over and uh, leave some comments on iTunes. We'd love that. It helps us with, uh, you know, getting more people to pay attention to this. Tell your friends about this podcast. Download Stitcher. Use Stitcher to listen to this. Um, any way that you can get this out would be great. If you really want to help us, it does cost me money to do this website and this podcast. I have to pay for server bandwidth and all that stuff. So help out. Buy a t-shirt. Uh or a Geeks Against Humanity uh, card deck. It's it's a 52-card deck of uh, Cards Against Humanity-style geek questions that you can shuffle right into your cards against, your, your regular Cards Against Humanity deck, and it just enhances your game. It's a lot of fun. So go do that. That's over at eatgeekplay.com. What else, George? Anything? Nothing. I got nothing. All right, that's it. We're done. Thanks. We'll talk to you next time. Come in.